0: You're listening to the On The Rise podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs as we make our way to the top. Here is your host, known as the property shark, Mr. John Lee.
1: what's up everyone john lee here also known as the property shark and welcome back to another episode of the on the rise podcast joining us all the way from local actually vancouver bc we got prab mangate with us Uh, he is the founder of real estate university and these guys are doing amazing things uh, in, in the social media marketing, digital marketing space. And they re- recently launched another business as well. So Prab, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Uh, thank you for having me on the show, uh, John, uh, I've been following your stuff for a long time as well. Um, great content you're putting out there. Podcast is definitely growing and I love it. Um, so yeah, like excited today to drop a lot of value about real estate marketing this, and in general, scaling a business. Um, I think it'll definitely help out the community here and, uh, give them a little bit of a reality of how hard it actually is, uh, to scale a company. Uh, because I think online nowadays, it's like everyone's saying that it's so easy to scale a 10 K 30 K a month, 50 K a month business in Mm -hmm. like two or three months. I mean, even we write that in our marketing, but we know, like, we know well that it's definitely much, much harder than, uh, than that. So, uh, we'll definitely dive into that today as well
1: awesome brother yeah thanks again for for the love and you know when when you do when you start anything it, it's really great to have that support and just it pushes you that much more to you know to, to keep growing the podcast and hopefully one day we can look back at this and we're both killing it I'm like oh yeah remember when we, we did that podcast a couple of years back <laughs> yeah <laughs> Love it, Prab. Um, so for people that don't know about you, could you uh, give our listeners like, like an introduction about yourself and what you're about?
0: Yeah. So, um, guys, basically what we do is like, we run, uh, we're basically consultants in a way, right? So we run, uh, two consulting firms. Um, so one is for real estate agents and then one is just for service businesses. Uh, so I'll dive into the real estate one first, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit more about service businesses. So, um, what we found out for like real estate agents guys is that like uh, real estate, real estate, is a game of sales, you got, it's like a salesperson job, right? So um, we started off doing done for you services, a typical, like local marketing agency. Uh, we soon came to realize that, you know, we can't sustain that many clients at once. We were stuck at like around 25 ish clients. And the problem within the industry was that there was a sales problem. It wasn't necessarily a lead generation problem. Um, and the sales problem, it came from, and it rise from the fact that, uh, the agents like, uh, they didn't understand end to end sales, a lot of them. So they didn't know how, uh, for me as a salesperson myself, like I do a lot of selling, I, I understood that you need to uh, be able to generate your own leads and you got to understand the worth of a lead to be able to sell properly. So then what came from a done for you service is now transitioned into a consulting firm, uh, with now close to 36 agents around 36 agents. Yeah. So. Uh, what we basically do is we teach agents how to generate their own leads. We teach them on sales skills about converting all nine leads. Um, and, uh, from that, uh, they come on on a weekly basis. Uh, we teach them about, uh, sales and conversion. We dive into their conversations they're having with leads. Uh, we basically break down everything for them. And this way we've had, like, I think our success rate is unheard of in the industry. Like, um, 67% of the agents that do come through our programs, uh, they get a listing or a buyer in just 60 days. Um, and it's not just from like the lead or lead quality, because in a way, like, uh, what we see is that lead quality is something, right? People always want quality leads because, cause we live in a world of like instant gratification. We want <laughs> people lined up. Uh, so it's not even the leads. Um, yeah, you can do a little bit of tweaks here to filter out hierarchies and whatnot. but real happens in the sales. Uh, and this is why like, uh, for us, so what we found is that whenever an agent does come to us, I will know right away in the first week if they have knocked a thousand doors or if they haven't, and if they have knocked a thousand doors, uh, they're going to be really, really good with the converting leads because they understand the work required. Um, I think there's a big misconception in the real estate industry right now that uh, it's an easy ride to success, but I don't think uh, people understand that it's really, it's very, very hard to scale a business. Uh, It's extremely hard. Um, And this is why I think not just real estate, but in all businesses in all categories, uh, that's why attrition rate is so high and that's why people fall off and businesses fail because people don't understand what they're getting themselves into.
1: Absolutely. No, I think, uh, you know, you brought up a lot of good points there. And, uh, again, the instant gratification thing, like people just assume that, um, you're going to dump, you know, uh, $5,000 into Facebook ads and they're going to become a millionaire overnight or something. So, <laughs> it's it's good that we we get some real practical industry advice that's current and that's relevant right because they're constantly changing the algorithm and, and switching things up so you got to really be on top of it right whatever was relevant a couple months ago might not apply now um so thanks for for being here and um did you want to talk a little bit about your other business as well that you just started
0: yeah guys so um again, this is like, so what we noticed is like, um, our, uh, we used to do a lot of done for you services. And, uh, in a way we were like not giving as much value to both parties because like, of course the done for you. Our time is like sort of sucked away. Um, so we sort of made a group coaching program for marketing agencies, service businesses, internet entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anything. And they come in and, uh, we pretty much take a look at their offer. Like what are they offering? Some people uh, their offers aren't clear, right? So there was this one guy that came to us, uh, he was running a marketing agency model done for you. And, uh, he didn't really know what niche he was serving. He's working all different niches and, um, uh, he wanted to niche down. So he had a passion for selling sports cars. So he was good at selling trading cards and he knew how to do it. So he had a proof of concept with himself. So instead of teaching people how to do it, on a one-on-one basis. So he of course started off with two or three people. Uh, He did a one-on-one, taught them how to trade uh, online sports memorabilia uh, for exchange for profits. Uh, We told him that, Hey man, you got to repackage your offer, uh, make it a group consulting program where people come in, they get a course from you. They ask you questions on a weekly basis. And he has now scaled that company within two months to $90,000 a month USD. Uh, And I have a testimonial interview with him. And I think up to date, he's done around 150 K in sales uh in just a little bit over 70 75 days. Um and that's all using Facebook ads. So guys, the thing here is like um the one takeaway is having a good offer, and an unchallenged offer, is how he was able to scale to that point. Um, but like nonetheless, you can still scale. Uh, you, you may just not be able to scale at the point that he did. Uh, it's mm. like really an extreme case study, but uh, it just goes to show that um like what we do is basically we package or repackage your offer and then we help you scale it. So we're in a way we're marketing consultants uh, for them and we just help them, uh, through everything. We help them even with mindset and, uh, everything. So right now there's around like 16 people. Uh, we just launched the program around a week ago mm-hmm. and uh, we're already on a good run rate with that. So, um, that's going quite well. Um, but, uh, like, like I said, running these two companies, it's super, super time consuming. Um, and that's why like right now our focus is just like outsourcing and delegating. Uh, that's really been our focus at the moment.
1: That's super exciting, man. And, and it's, it's great to see how you're able to, you know, start with the done for you. Cause I feel like a lot of marketing agencies do that, but then you're able to transform that over into um, the mentorship and the coaching, as well as, you know, giving them a course for, for people to, it's kind of done with you, right? So from done, done you, for yeah. you to done with you, I think that's really interesting. Um, where did your, spark of entrepreneurship start you know did did you uh did you have it as a child did you grow up with with parents or or uncles or aunties that ran their own business and and did you go to university as well just curious
0: yeah so um basically like my um parents like they're not they weren't entrepreneurs i know my mom has a little bit of like an entrepreneurial spirit um she does like a little bit of like she's getting into building and developing uh, real estate um uh, but uh, like my parents, my dad, the truck driver, um, I grew up in like a normal household, uh, and, uh, for me, it would just like, uh, I, I was like, I don't know with entrepreneurs, it's, I've spoken to a lot of people and I feel like it's always like they have, uh, they always want to like prove others wrong or they always want to, uh, they always think like that they have something special. And I felt like I did, uh, from an like, early age. And, um, so for like in high school, uh, it was normal. I was top of my class in high school. I'm not even boasting, but I was, so I got into UBC into their sciences department. I had the option to go to UFB uh, on a, so, on the soccer program there. Uh, so I went on and played college athletics for two years. Um, after that, I I decided that I didn't want to do college athletics anymore uh, because I was trying to get into medical school at the time and mm-hmm. I couldn't really get my GPA up. So um, I did back out of the soccer program. I got my GPA to a high point, uh, but then I realized like, we also started this marketing business on the side and it started to like ramp up and I'm like, well, here's the thing. Like, do I want to go to medical school at this point? And I still was in school at that time. And, um, I was doing uh, a science degree. So I, I stopped and I just a psychology degree. I'm almost finished my degree now, but, uh, I'm not even doing school at the moment, so I have like a couple more courses left. Yeah. Um, but basically, uh, ever since then, like first the real estate side of things kicked off, um, it started kicking off like last year we did quite well late near the later end, a later part of last year. Mm. And then we transitioned it and I, I just noticed that I didn't have time anymore. Um, so from there, uh, we basically just, uh, it was based on time constraints that I had to give up with school for now. Uh, so at the moment I'm not actually doing school. Um, but it's just because like, I will probably go on and finish my degree. Um, but like in answer to your actual question, like why did I start off entrepreneurship? Uh, it was just really like, um, I went to this event and I'm, I'm sure you may know, uh, there's a guy, uh, he's in, uh, he's local to us. His name is Sonny Satya. So, um, I was at his one of his events and, uh,
1: I spoke with Sonny too for the, yeah. for the podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a, he's a super smart guy. Uh, yeah. so I was at his event last year, not last year, two years ago, two years back, two and a half years ago, I think. And, um, he like singled me out on, out of the audience. It was like 50 people there. Uh, at the time it was like super nerve wracking, but he asked me, what do you want to do? And, he, and I'm like, I want to go to medical school and all that. He's like, what, what do you actually want to do? And I'm like, well, I want to run companies and I want to have my own business on my own time. And uh, I spoke to like around 15 to 20 people that night. They all had, some of these people were quite well educated. And uh, one of the guys, a couple of the guys like master's degrees and I asked them like, and they're like, you know what? Like that's what I thought coming into initially that a degree would get me everything. Um, but now they're, they're the ones that are like, Hey, I urge you to start your business because the thing is like, uh, this is not all, the only way to go. And I noticed that like, people weren't on, uh, not everyone. Some people were, but not everyone was happy with how life is right now. Uh, even with all the education, they wanted to have their own, uh, schedule to work out. They wanted to have control over the income they make. And I noticed it really, like I was pretty young at the time. I was like 18 and mm-hmm. for me is like, uh, I struck a nerve and I was like, do I really want to do this? So course, like I calculated my risk and I saw that, uh, of course, I don't want to give up everything right now. I don't I just want to drop out of school? Uh, but I did uh, keep, I kept on going with school until I knew I was at a point that maybe right now is not a time I could put school on hold. And that's exactly what I've done
1: uh, at the moment. That's really, really cool. Um, and in terms of like having that passion for entrepreneurship and, and wanting to start a business, uh, how did you, you know, dive into the online world and, and where did you learn about this kind of stuff when you were starting out? Um, so usually for
0: most entre- online entrepreneurs, it starts off on like YouTube. Uh, so of course, like I, it came from probably like a Ty Lopez ad back in the day. Um, and that led to me going on like YouTube binges and seeing all different types of channels. Um, and then the YouTube binges led to like me buying into investing into programs because of course like that accelerates your growth a little bit. Mm. And from there just been like a continuous journey of like investing, investing, investing into programs. and people that are, um, actually doing what they preach. Uh, that's, I think the number one thing right now is like, if you are going to be buying from someone, are they currently doing what they're preaching to uh, say? Cause there's like a big problem right now with the online course or the online mentorship community that. People aren't actually doing what they preach and they don't have the proof to back it up. Right. So um, for me, it's always been like investing in the right mentors at the right time. Uh, and that's what's probably accelerated our growth. Because um, I know people that have been in the industry longer than us, mm-hmm. um, but they're a little hesitant to uh, invest. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why their growth, it's one of the reasons, not the only one, but uh, why their growth hasn't been at the same uh, rate as ours. Like we scaled very, very fast. I don't even think it's doable because, um, of course there's two of us. So we work like, like crazy. I mean, we've given up everything at this point. Um, but, uh, mentorship and just like our work ethic, I think is one of the reasons why we were able to scale so fast. So, yeah.
1: And, uh, who, who was the the first couple of, of mentors uh, that that you kind of looked up to there? Like, okay, like, you know, these guys know what they're doing and and I want to learn from them.
0: Um, so, uh, basically for us, it was just like, we start off in real estate and most people like they work in real estate for like, uh, X amount of time and they give up cause it's too hard with, as a marketing agency, working with real estate agents, it's very hard. Uh, mm. it's same thing as like real estate agents and you have to deal with the clients. there's too many of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: so the clients, uh, they know they have an abundance of real estate agents. Right. Uh, but for us, we listened to some, uh, a mentor named Shane Hillier and Matt Kramer. Uh, so these are two guys that do run like real estate marketing companies. Uh, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty big in the Facebook community. Um, so we invested with them. I think at the time it was like, uh, 1500 bucks USD. So, uh, like, I mean, it was like, we split up the payment, I'm mean, a partner and then we invested in them. And, uh, within like, within a month or two, we had our first client. And, um, uh, from there, uh, it's really just been, uh, once we got our fulfillment locked down, then we started investing into biz dev programs for business development. Mm. Uh, so that's like a little bit higher end. That's like used to five or 10 K range. Wow. Um, and then most recently uh, we invested in a program like 16 K uh, it's for uh, building a remote commission only sales team. Uh, yeah. So that's what we're currently working on at the moment. And uh, that's with a guy by his name is Nick Cosman. He's actually a Canadian guy as well. Uh, so like, uh, yeah, it's just like, we invested in the mentors uh, when we had a problem and that they could solve it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And how did you find these mentors? Did you just <clears throat> browse around online, look at some reviews, like see what they were up to kind of thing. Um, So it's either
0: word of mouth or Facebook ads. So if mm. I'd say the 60% of the time, it's been word of mouth and then we've absorbed their content. So um this is, I know I, I go off every single time I speak, but um well, every time uh, we came on Facebook ads or any ref- uh, word of mouth, uh, it's always been us going back to their content. That's why oh, okay. the content is so, so <laughs> important. Uh, so that's why um, like for us, every single mentor we fought into right now, uh, it's after absorbing like five to seven hours of content from each and every single one of their, maybe YouTube channels or their funnels. No,
1: mm. oh, that's, that's powerful. Cause then it gives people a per- perspective of you know, where to get started, uh, in terms of, you know, if they wanted to learn the skill and most probably how to pick the right mentors, right? Because like you said, a lot of people they, they teach it, then they sell the vision, they sell you the dream of making a lot of money, and then they charge you this course, but they don't really know what they're doing. And
0: then yeah. <laughs> I think like the biggest the biggest thing I've seen online is like so people are selling courses and yeah, they're making money and then they're claiming that they make X amount of dollars a month, but it's really just from selling courses, but they're teaching a whole different business opportunity uh, and people are blinded by that online. And I, Mm. I don't think like, the thing is, it's the reason why is, is I feel like everyone's just coming into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Uh, first of all, like they're relatively new and they don't know all the tactics uh, and techniques that are out there. Uh, there's like a lot of, uh, quote unquote, like fake gurus out there. Mm -hmm. Um, so just watch out for those guys. (laughs)
1: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, and was there a reason why you decided to pick real estate as a niche to, to kind of start off? Um, so when we first started off,
0: like we were working with uh, chiropractors, or we were working with uh, like immigration as well. Uh, two problems with those niches. It's first of all, chiropractors, they get calls every single day. I know agents do as well, uh, but they get calls every single day and they're busy people. Uh, so the gatekeepers that just reject you, right? So that's the one first, first problem right there. Uh, you can run ads later on. And then of course like, you can target the actual chiropractor, but ads are expensive, right? At first starting off. Uh, that's why we just ditched the chiropractor niche. Then we went to immigration. The problem with immigration was that there was too many people and, uh, most immigration, uh, clinics didn't have a sales process. They just had, uh, people in the front receptionists or like order takers and, they already had enough referral business. And like, if you go to any business, like if you go to any immigration business in lower mainland or Canada, uh, they probably won't have a shortage of customers. So, uh, we saw that they already have enough business. So adding in more, uh, they'd probably have to put in way more systems in place. Um, and it, for most people, it wasn't, it didn't make sense for them at the time. And then we went to real estate agents, uh, because, so my partner, Jazz, uh, they basically had an investment property at the time, a couple of years back. And uh, the realtor, uh, we were still learning stuff online. He's like, you guys can do a little bit of marketing for me. And we did quite well that, uh, that month uh, it was for pre-sale. And I think we did like two pre-construction deals in the first month. And we're like, wait, wow. then we got a proof of concept. Uh, but that, that was not a good situation because the thing is that was a lucky situation. And then every single realtor we had after that, they would always complain, Oh, the leads are trash, the leads are this. And it wasn't necessarily always the leads or the sales process, but it took us a long time to figure that out. Mm. Um, But then we're like, it basically with the real estate niche, like we figured out that we had a proof of concept and over time we keep on developing our product and service. And like, we're like, well, we're so far into it. And then uh, it comes a point when you're actually getting like passionate about your product. You wanted to be the best in the marketplace and that's why we stuck with real estate. And then now like we've worked with, I think, 204, 205 realtors up to date. Um, we could have worked with more, but that just depends how much money we spend on Facebook ads. Because um, only a team of two right now. We have like a VA in the Philippines. Yeah. Uh, but we just kept it within our bandwidth because like if we took on too many clients, uh, then of course the service would suck as well.
1: Yeah. Quality, quantity, and time, energy, manpower. So factor everything in. That's, that's really cool though, how you decided to, to go into real estate just like that, huh? And um, I guess from your point of view, what would be the biggest misconception that realtors have about online marketing and what have you been able to do to change that? Because I so, think your a lot of your success comes from that, right? Because a lot of other marketing agencies are like, oh, they get a realtor to, on board, you know, and then it's like, Oh, your leads are trash. And then, they're like, uh, no, it's you. And then back and forth and then they just, they bounce or they go to someone else or they quit cause it doesn't work. Right. So.
0: So here's the thing. Um, the biggest problem I see is that like as salespeople in, in real estate, uh, there's too many people being used to just taking orders. Like they want people lining up, pre-qualified, approved, ready to go. Uh, they're only going to work with you. That's what people want. And I feel like those are never, those people will never be successful in real estate because they don't have any, a clue of how hard it actually is. Then there's people that have knocked a thousand plus doors. I think I was watching your interview with Brian Cassella as well. Uh, he mentioned about how the importance of door knocking and prospecting outbound prospecting. Yeah. Uh, you need to get those skills first. Uh, because here's the thing, like even when you do start scaling a real estate team in the future, if you don't know the basic organic strategies, uh, while well, your junior uh, agents that are working under you, well, you're going to be the mentor. You got to be telling them what to do. They need a proof of concept. That's one of the reasons why you also have to go and door knock. are also going to make you a sales pro. Uh, so once you get that under your belt, then I suggest investing in online marketing. The only reason you invest in online marketing is not to give you the highest quality lead source. Uh, I'd be lying to you if I said it's the highest quality. The highest quality is always referrals, and uh, there's no doubt about it. But it's gonna be another lead source coming in, and it's gonna increase opportunity volume. Now, it's not just the leads. Like people say, "Oh, I'll give you the highest quality leads." It doesn't. I don't think there's anything such as high quality leads. There's only things such as qualified leads. Meaning, uh, are they replying back to your text messages? That's the only thing I, that I think as a marketer is the most you can do. Uh, because here's the thing: uh, it is a game of relationships. And you see a dead cold stranger online. Uh, what makes you think logically that they're gonna be buying with you immediately? It literally mm. doesn't make any sense. It's a, all a relationship building game. They have to buy into you, right? Uh, so, whenever an online lead comes, it's a longer term strategy, of course. Can you get results quicker? Uh, yes, you can. Um, it just depends upon the area as well. But this is the strategy that uh, you gotta be working with online leads in the abundances. So, you need to have like a thousand leads and maybe convert like five or 10 out of them in the next one to two years. That's how online leads work. And that's why online leads are so cheap. Uh, so, once the lead generation problem is solved, then it comes the problem of the sales process. So most agents are busy. Uh every business owner is busy. Mm-hmm. So how do you have a, a streamlined process for at least starting conversations? Cause here's the thing, like door knocking is just starting conversations, right? So how do you have a streamlined process to start conversations? That comes from the fact that you gotta have a good offer, right? So your ad has to have a good offer in it. Mm-hmm. Um there's pretty typical offers. Uh, people think, agents think that, oh, this offer is too saturated. There's no such thing of a saturated offer right now because it's always the same like list of homes. Uh, like I've seen like sell your home offers, and there's a reason why those kind of ads don't always work. Um, so what I see is like a list of homes works well, listing ads works well. Uh, you're just gonna get an ethical bait. And then we wanna start the conversation. What we do is automated text messages that's going to filter out your tire kickers and give you the people that are somewhat serious. All right. Serious and actually exchanging information. So what we typically do is take a little bit of a Valley bomb and this is a good follow-up strategy because we tested it with a lot of agents. Um, (laughs) Let's hear it (laughs) coming in uh, a lead comes in. Uh, First things first, give them what they want, give them their uh, ethical bait, right? So homes list, you send them over, but before sending the homes list, start start the conversation off by a text message. Hey, uh, so qualify them on text message. Send over the homes list. All right. Then wait about, you want to lean out. This is like messenger marketing. So lean out a couple hours and then you want to ask them like, "Do you like any homes on the list that I sent you maybe a day after or a couple hours after a minimum. Then when they say yes, uh, then you want to go ahead and be like, awesome. So, uh, which home do you like in particular? Of course. Uh, then the next question, are they pre-approved? If they're not pre-approved, which some most of the time they are, then you can work with a lender. A lender is going to be your marketing partner. They can split the cost with you. You can have multiple lenders, so you don't have to pay anything out of your own pocket. Uh, and then you just ship off the leads to lenders, let the lenders work them for you, and when they are qualified, they come back to you. It's a numbers game. So it could even mean that you're just shipping off leads to lenders for one whole year with no ROI, but next year you're gonna have like significantly more transactions than all the other agents in your brokerage. That's how I look at it. It's a longer term game. It's a, like I think it's called farming. So. Mm. Sometimes, though, leads are pre approved, they are ready to go. Uh, that's when you can get those, what I like to call short term conversion. Short term conversion is quite low, that's like around um, 0.6% to 1% conversion. That, what I've seen for personal numbers. Some people even go as high as one5 Okay. Um, but long term conversion is what you should be aiming for. So, long term is like in the next one to two or even three years. Uh, if you mm. have a database of at the end of the year, you can easily generate 1200 to $1,500, leads at $10 a day. Right? So at the end of the year, you're going to have a big database or pool of leads. So how is that going to convert over time? If you're constantly nurturing them and you should be retargeting them as well. Retargeting is easy. You just upload the customer email list into a Facebook audience mm-hmm. uh, and that will automatically deliver ads to them. It's okay. really cheap to retarget. It just, it's like building your own audience mm. and you're constantly just delivering them value. Uh, so that's, it's like you knocking like so many doors, but of course technology going to do that for you and playing the long-term game. Will you get short-term conversion? Yes. You most likely will, but that depends upon the market. So you shouldn't rely upon just online leads. Like I think the biggest problem agents make is they invest in online leads. Um, and here's the thing, like online leads, sometimes it can be quite expensive. Like it's 1500 bucks or $2,000 a month even. Um, and the thing is, like, uh, that's a big chunk of most agents' salary. So you got to be able to also be um, having organic going as well. And most agents they come in and they invest in online leads, and they forget about everything they ever did. They forget about door knocking. They forget about cold calling. They forget about everything. Then when they just start relying upon online leads, they're thinking that they think that that's the only way of scaling. And then they forget about organic strategies, and that's why no revenue comes in. Then they give up on or uh, they give up on paid ad because they can't sustain it anymore. And then I feel mm. like it's a whole circle. Now the next lead company, everyone, every lead company out there promises high quality leads. Yeah. Right. So this is what is like a roller coaster. It's like the downward spiral. So downward spiral, literally (laughs) And then before you know it, five years down the road, screw this, I can't do it anymore. This is what happens. This is what I've
1: seen after working with so many agents. That's so true. That's, that's powerful how you broke it down and it, it gives people perspective on what. Type of leads you're getting online, and also what you know your thought process should be, and and it's the long term game that you're after, not the short term. And yes, you'll get the you'll get the short term baits once in a while, but but more or less it's about nurturing. And I think from your point of view, it's like you're meeting a stranger, not in person, like let alone like it's you're meeting them online. It's like that's even more like sketchy. To a lot of people, so you know you have to build that relationship with them first before you can expect yes. anything from them. It's not like you like hit up a chick on I don't know on a <laughs> dating app and you like hey, wanna you know wanna do something tonight? Like it doesn't work that it way. Right? Work that way.
0: No. <laughs> it's definitely longer term, and if you are not willing to play the long term game, then online leads are not for you. Yeah. Uh, but like my suggestion is and this is not just like I'm not trying to pitch my program or anything. Yeah. Uh you got to learn how to generate your own online leads. It's so easy to generate your own online leads that I don't think uh, most agents realize how easy it is. Like we have agents in our program, uh they've not they're not tech savvy at all. Uh and there's this one guy in our program he's asking me like retargeting and pixels and he's never ran an online ad before, but now he's he'd run his own online ad. First month he did uh two deals the first month. Wow! Uh, but the unsaturated market he's in—he's like in a small uh, Alberta town. Uh, That's also another little valley bomb. It depends upon which area you're in. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is, like, if you're in like Saskatchewan, where you have like a, a team of uh, agents in Saskatchewan, and also on the east coast, Uh, these guys are in a whole different ball game than like the big, like, if you compare GTA uh, mm-hmm. to the Toronto area. There's like sixty, seventy thousand agents there. Yeah. And. It's hard to compete in that area, right? So that's when content marketing comes into place. It's when you gotta build your brand. You gotta yeah. slowly start building your brand. Uh, so that's why, like for me, I don't I don't do the whole social media package. I don't do like content marketing and stuff because for me, it's time constraints don't allow to do it. Uh, mm. But if you are in a saturated market, uh, you of course need a lead generation tra- strategy, but you also need to have branding, content marketing going as well. I know there's like a couple agents in uh, the local markets. I'm sure you probably know, uh, what's his name? Uh, I, Ty Corsi, I think. Yeah. So it is a really good personal brand. That's the stuff you need. So you need leads coming in, but you need the branding and content marketing to set yourself apart because if you're in a saturated market, uh, that's, what's going to really set you apart. Content is huge. So if you're free as an agent right now, uh, two things you should be doing is recording content or doing prospecting in my opinion, because prospecting is what needle moves the needle forward. And uh, content is what
1: supports your marketing as well. That's wonderful. And, and I, I do want to touch on those two points and dive a little bit further, but before that I kind of want to go back a little bit um, to one point that you made earlier about um, I guess the thought process or how you would create your ad. And you mentioned something about the ethical hook. So, From your point of view, like like I'm curious to hear like what you mean by ethical hook, and you know when, what is an unethical hook and what is an ethical hook? And because I think in real estate it's like because there's so much restrictions and guidelines and associations that and boards that we have to work under, and you know I don't it's I guess a lot of agents are scared of crossing that line if if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So, um, ethical, ethical hook, ethical bait. Um, basically it's like, you want to give them what they're asking for. Okay. Um, and that's it. Like if it's typically the most common bait, these are used by the biggest companies, uh, Zillow's in the States, bowl leads. Like there's a reason why they use those baits, like homes list type of baits, baits for uh, buyer and seller leads. That's good. Um, I know like in States like Texas, uh, I know, I'm not sure about every single rule, but this is why we tell the agent do their own research. Like we're not responsible for figuring out their whole rules. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know Texas, you got to have like a small, uh, logo, of I think your brokerage Mm -hmm. on your ad image. Okay. So you gotta be able to follow those guidelines, but, uh, there's not, we've never really had, like we work with so many agents. We never had any particular case of an agent getting a uh, backlash for having anything wrong in their policies. Because like we, of course we make sure that uh, everything's in place. So in terms of your ad, you need to have like, um, you need to call out people and your offer uh, needs to make sense as well. Right? If your offers, like if you're in an area like um, Vancouver and the minimum home price is a million. Yeah. And of course you can offer a list of homes that are nine fifty, but your, your picture of a house better not be a $10 million house. That's okay. sort of unethical, right? So <laughs> uh, that's one little thing that you can, uh, might get backlash for. Yeah. Uh, aside from the ad, I don't think the ad level issues are not that uh, big of a problem, but the other issue is like the email. So if you, of course, to get the ethical bait, they got to subscribe by email. Mm-hmm. Right. So you build a mm-hmm. the pipeline and you can retarget in the future, but, um, you need to be able to have like the unsubscribe links as well. Uh, okay. that's the number one thing. As long as the unsubscribe link is there. you eliminate yourself from a lot of, uh, a lot of risks. So make sure you have the unsubscribe link. I know a lot of agents have like email softwares, like MailChimp and stuff. So make sure you guys have the unsubscribe link in there.
1: Mm, That's important. And for, from your point of view, for real estate, like what, what are some good offers that make sense to the market right now during like COVID, you know, like what, 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 what would catch people's attention, um, given, given the current times? Um, so evergreen
0: offer that works every single market, uh, is homes list ad. Uh, so if okay. we're running a homes list, run a homes list, 50 to hundred thousand dollars below a median home price, uh, with four grid, four images of homes. And then you can something on split testing. So basically okay. just another, another variation of the ad is just with one single image. Uh, that's the best. That's what we use for every single agent in our wow. program. That's what we recommend that's what gets results. Um, the second is, uh, Foreclosure ads work really well. Mm. Uh, third is listing ads work really well. Specific uh, listings. Yeah, listing, just specific listings. Okay. Uh and the last one is uh uh mortgage ads work really well. Uh long form mortgage ads. So uh there's like this is really technical. Uh, and m- you may not understand at this moment, but like even we don't even do this because we just know that keep it minimal viable, the homes just works, the rule of thumb. But you can have mortgage leads. You can add like 12 to 14 questions on a form. Mm. And you can like, if their credit score, I think is uh, above 600, uh, then it segments out and uh, it sends it over to you. If it's below 600, then it automatically uh, goes to another landing page. Uh, and the landing page is of information of a mortgage broker okay, or a, or a lender. So that's that one way of doing it. Uh, but my rule of thumb and like some of the success rate that we have with our agents, it's just from a homeless ad. And that's it. And the reason why we know a homeless ad works is because the offer is good enough. It makes sense. Okay. And you look at the biggest companies out there, they're all running homeless lists. Right. They're all running homeless lists. Um, so yeah, like I've I've seen ads uh on uh I've seen ads on Facebook. Some agencies write their name, uh uh allow me to work with you. There's no offer there. In online ads, we're doing direct <laughs> response ads, right? Yeah. Um, so there's a tip for any of you guys watching this. If you're an agent right now, uh, direct response marketing, that's what we're doing right here, uh, involves a good ethical bait and you guys got to have an ethical bait. No one's just going to go ahead and work with you because I mean, you drive down a busy street, look left to right. There's always realtors with their phone numbers. What, what are the odds that someone's going to call those now? Mm-hmm. it's just seen as a war- form of like top of mind. Uh, right. but you need to have, if you want to collect someone's email address, which is our goal, I uh, need to have some sort of bait that they give you and then in exchange. That's when the conversation gets
1: started. Right. Right. That makes sense. And I guess you try to get the email and phone too, right? Just. Yeah. If you Even can. on the phone,
0: um, some agents will say like the phone numbers are wrong. Like you can't control that. Mm. Uh, that's why you need to have a system in place. That's going to really we- weed out those numbers. You're going to weed out the numbers that are fake and give you the numbers that are real. The way yeah. you can do that is doing text drip messages. And mm-hmm. then when they reply, uh, that's when you can go ahead and start the conversation. If they don't reply, then it's fine. Yeah. Uh, right. So then you don't have to worry about that lead.
1: That that makes sense. And text seems like a, a less direct invasive or, you know, in your face kind of way of marketing. So usually people are more prone to respond to that too. They feel more comfortable versus if you call them directly and it's a random number that they've never heard of, they're going to be like, Oh, is this a scam call kind of thing too? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And um, for uh, for sellers too. On that note, do you think a home list works well? Like, hey, this is the these are the recent properties that sold in your area. You know, would you like a home evaluation, some some offer like that for sellers?
0: Um, so with sellers, like you got to be able to spend a lot of money uh, targeting, like mm-hmm. testing and stuff. So for me, uh, when I just go for seller lead ads, uh, typically it'll be like a sellers guide, and um, like it's hit or miss, and you got to spend a lot of money. But of course, the risk outweighs the reward, mm. so like, uh, sorry, the reward outweighs the risk. Yeah, uh, yeah. um, and then uh, basically, uh, what we've seen work for, uh, and you're from the Vancouver market, but for most markets as well, is like a, a seller's guide. Okay. Um, and uh, they opt in, and then of course, like same thing, text or call follow up. Yeah. Uh, I recommend rule of thumb is text follow up all the time. Um, but if you are proficient in like cold calling and you've done like a lot of sales experience, then go ahead and you understand that you may get, uh, you may, uh, eat crap for a little bit and you're willing mm-hmm. to take it, then go ahead and call them up right away. Um, but for sellers that works well, uh, and a homeless works well, because I know in Canada, uh, our home ownership rate is higher than most countries. So a lot of the people that are, are opting in, uh, you'll have your fair share in there of uh, sellers as well.
1: That's solid. Yeah, especially for even like vice versa, right? If they're looking to buy, they might have a place to sell too. So, and it goes both ways. If you're looking to sell, they might want to buy a place. So, I guess if you have both kind of running at the same time simultaneously, then you can hit most of your target audience. Um, on on that note too, uh, you mentioned the importance of of the follow up game, right? Because it's a long term process. It could take a month. It could take two weeks. It could take three years. Um, from, from your point of view, cause you, you have this great system, uh, and course that teaches realtors how to do it, but what, what is kind of your rule of thumb for the follow-up process going forward, um, after the initial contact or, or the initial text message, one phone call kind of thing, uh, what, what would you recommend for a follow-up?
0: Um, so of course our goal for all nine is to book an appointment, right? That's, that's what, uh, that's signifies that your marketing system is working. After that, like, um, if you can't convert the appointments into clients, then it's a personal sales skill that you need to, uh, maybe go under a mentor. That's a real estate agent that's acquired sales skills, uh, mm-hmm. to convert appointments, but in order to get a lead, a dead cold lead into, a a potential customer in an appointment, uh, this is how my follow-up system works. Um, so first of all, like you drip on them by text message, they reply back, uh, if they are interested and you start qualifying them, all right? Uh, you can have your assistant qualify them. That's the benefit of having text follow-ups that you can outsource this later on, but you need to develop a proof of concept first. Uh, you need to do it a couple times, book around 10 appointments and you can outsource this to a, even a VA in the Philippines. It's like 300 bucks a month. Um, but basically, uh, when a lead comes in, qualify for their budget, qualify for their uh, type of home they're buying, qualify for their location. Um, I don't like to ask pre-approved right away. Uh, mm. I like to ask that later on. Uh, because we're sort of giving them what the ethical beat is first of all, for, foremost, uh, location again, uh, the typical question, do you ask, then you set them up on, um, you send them a custom, uh, list of homes, right. Based on them. And I think, uh, it's through the backend MLS, right. Yeah. Um, and then you would follow up with them, uh, lean out a couple hours, a minimum or a day and ask them, do you like any homes on the list I sent you? And if they mm-hmm. don't keep on just texting them. Right. Uh, but typically they will respond. And, uh, some agents, even, uh, they have like the custom apps that they have and then they give them access to the custom app. Uh, but it's really about getting to the point where do you like any homes on the list that I sent you? If they say no, send them another one. It just shows that you're being persistent as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, right guys, you can just do this while sitting at home on your laptop, but yeah, uh, send them the list of homes again. They like it. That's good. They're pre-approved. That's a number. That's the next question. And are you working with a realtor? That's another question. Mm-hmm. Uh those two are like uh you're sort of sort of temperature checking them Yeah. Um, and seeing where they're at. If they're are pre-approved, that's good. You can move for the next step. If they're not working at the realtor, good prospect. Get them into your office. Right. Uh at this point, that's one. it's a probably a good reason, good time to call them up after okay. the homes list and they are Got it. uh and book them in for appointment. Like, hey, how's it going? Good. Um, I do think you're an awesome fit. I think there's a lot of homes in the area that we can help you out with. Um if you don't mind, uh, do you think uh, we can meet up? Don't say like come to my office. Uh sort of what I like to call a status delta. Uh it sort of destroys that. So just say, like, well, um, it's okay if we meet up sometime. Cool. I keep it super personal. Uh, and then you can meet up with them in person. Uh that's what then after that it's really up to the agent to convert. But uh mm-hmm. it's about giving them their bait, qualifying them, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, based on their qualification, either send them out for long-term uh, nurture for like a lender to let them work them for you or take them to the next step, which is appointments.
1: Mm. I like that. I think you really broke it down really in depth there. And, uh, yeah. So from the appointment onwards, it's kind of on the agent and, and his abilities is to, to close them or whatever he sees fit after the initial appointment. If you know, they're looking to do something in six years, then, you know you have a process for that if they are looking something to something do in a month if you're looking to buy and sell then you have your own process for that so i think right. that's really great um, and like Prab, you know you're you're you've been doing this and you're clearly you know crushing it uh, how long should people stick with this before they decide if this is going to be a good fit for them and like how much money like do people need to start with this kind of stuff? Cause you see a bunch of, like I was on a call, uh, you know, for, for another podcast interview with the guy that was doing like six figures a day, like just on Facebook ads and, and shit. And it's like, like how much do you really need? Right. Cause it seems like there's no, there's no limit. You can spend a million a day. So where, where, where do people start from, from your point of view, that that would get them kind of get the ball rolling. Um, if you're a newer agent or if you're new to this kind of stuff.
0: Um, so, like my approach is of course you gotta learn it on your own. Uh mm-hmm. this gets a better success rate for you as well, because you understand the, the whole process end to end. Um so uh like people there's a lot of people like uh like there's very few actually that actually teach agents how to do this themselves, us included. Mm-hmm. Uh so first like the training is gonna be your first expense. Uh because okay. that's okay. that's gonna be a long-term investment. It's usually a one-time. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be like the lead companies that charge you one thousand dollars, two thousand dollars a month reoccurring. Uh, because that's not going to be worth it as well, especially with online leads that convert later down the road. Uh, the only expense after that is going to be your ad spend ad spend is uh $10 a day to start off. That's more than enough. Uh, and then once you get your proof of concept, you know, after three months is typically you'll know after three months, okay. if you're doing okay. something correctly, uh, you probably won't even get a cut transaction at that point. Um, after that point, you can see your numbers, how many leads you generated, how many you converted, Uh, then you can reverse engineer and see what your conversion rate is. Uh, and, uh, you can scale up accordingly. So my suggestion is like start with $10 up at a 20, 30, 40, 50. And like right now we're spending around $400 a day for our own ads. Uh, and you can start scaling it slowly. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like, uh, it it's a game of opportunity creation. How many opportunities are lined up in front of you. There will come a point when um, you, alongside your organic marketing, like door not, not I wouldn't say door knocking anymore because you're using online leads, but referrals and all that kind of stuff, uh, farming that alongside your online leads will come to a point where you can't handle it on your own anymore. Mm-hmm. So then uh, you would hire a VA. A VA will take care of, uh, or even an in-person assistant, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, it will take care of uh, most of your marketing. Like they can even start running ads for you. It's pretty easy to do. Okay. Uh, and your VA can also start following up by text message and booking them into appointment, doing the stuff that you don't want to do, getting into your MLS and sending them the custom homes list may take yeah. a couple of months, maybe take them one or two months, but now you got that outsourced. Uh, now you're just a salesperson. You forgot about doing the marketing cause it's already been outsourced. Then uh, you're going to be at a point where you can't handle all the deals alone. Then you want to bring on more agents, junior agents. They're going to be working underneath you. You're going to give them the buyer leads. You're going to work with the seller leads. And you keep on repeating the process until you have a big team underneath you. And this is how you would scale as a real estate agent. Um, like I know I'm going way off. Uh, but this is how like, as an agent, uh, you got to think like a business owner, uh, like how do I put systems in place? Can't do it all on your own guys. I know agents and no offense to anyone, but agents have been in the game for 20, 25 years and Mm -hmm. still trying to do it all on their own. Mm -hmm. Uh, you got to think like a business owner and you got to have systems and processes around you. You got to have teams around you. Um, and the reason why I feel like most agents cannot build teams around them is simply due to a lack of a, either they don't want any more opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, They don't want to earn more or b uh, they don't have systems, a proven process for lead generation in place, which is getting them to the point where they can't actually have enough opportunities. So like they're, they're like, what's the point of hiring more people if I can't even uh, get so busy myself. So I think, uh, that's why it's so important to have a proven process for lead generation in place.
1: Mm. I think that's really important, and and you know, like again, ten dollars a day, and based off your success over three months um, that you track, and then you can figure out, okay, maybe I should double down on this ad, or you know, I should cut back on this ad, and then you'll it's a rinse and repeat process until you refine it. Um, so I think that's that's really important. It's like people need to understand that this is a process. Um, where you're going to have to invest in it because this is your business and, and to grow it, you need to invest in it, nurture it. And, uh, from then on, you have to slowly adapt and adjust and change things until it, it, it's a good fit for you. Versus a lot of people think that you're going to drop ads and oh, overnight, you're going to have like 10 qualified leads come in and it's like, it's going to be super easy. <laughs>
0: yeah. It, it's much harder than it looks, but once you do crack it down, it's like, it's what separates the best from the rest in a way.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and on that note too, I know you mentioned the importance of of content creation. And just to give our listeners some idea from your point of view, coming from the the marketing side of things, uh, what are some content pieces that that realtors should be creating um, when they're free? Especially right now, I feel like a lot of people are, are at home or they're prospecting at home, and so they have more free time because they don't have to drive out, door knock, or go out meet clients. Everything's in house, so. Uh, what are some, some content pieces that people should be pushing out and like um, Mm -hmm. how often?
0: So, uh, like as a real estate agent, you're also a marketer and a salesperson. So you gotta understand the market conduct market research. So like looking back, like what kind of uh, questions do your clients ask? What kind of stuff do they want to know? Uh, like don't keep it baseline. Like even when we put our content out there for our companies, like we keep it practical theory is important, but we keep it like to the point where like what people want to see. Uh, so like for real estate agents, like people want to know about like current market, uh, should you buy a sell right now? That's good. Brand stories are important as well. Uh, those can be a little bit more expensive productions. Uh, I'm not sure how much it costs exactly, but brand story videos are good. Um, uh, and just really like content that is easy to create for you and you just keep on pumping it out there. Uh, Content is like a long term game. Content Mm -hmm. works hand in hand with your lead generation. So like a lead, a dead cold customer comes in dead cold lead, uh, the content is what's going to warm them up. And, mm-hmm. uh, like the problem with, I think a lot of sales is like there's abundance of realtors is for us is abundance of marketers. So like the sort of the prospect has, can pick and choose like, well, this guy said this, this guy said that, how are you mm-hmm. different? And then it comes down to some realtors just like, Oh, well, I work hard for my clients to do this, but that's a generic response. How are yeah. you really different from everyone else that comes down to your content the best content is what sets you apart.
1: Got it. No, I think that, that gives people a good perspective. And, and on top of that, it's like content doesn't have to be all about real estate too. Right. People want to know about you. They, 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 you want to build that relationship with that person so you can share about your life, your dog, your family, or, you know, your passions, you know, if you're into cooking or if you want to do a podcast or, you know, or if you want to, if you like golfing or something, right, just mix it in there. The, the,
0: Number one thing to note when creating content is like uh, so. There's like a it's called the local celebrity effect. Uh, that's what you want to aim to be. Uh, maybe it's a long-term strategy, but you want to aim to be the local celebrity where people know like I, I see this guy and it clicks up right away. I know who that guy is. He's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So uh, local celebrity is what you want to aim, right? So content can be anything. You can go do interviews to local business owners, a lot of stuff. But local uh, on your free time should be all content creation and prospecting.
1: Love it, man. Love it. Prab, uh, you're crushing it, brother. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, where, where, uh, you're going to be in a couple of years and then we'll definitely do another interview in a <laughs> couple of years and then kind of see your growth. Uh, what's next for you? You know, what do you have in the works right now and kind of what's your five year plan moving forward?
0: Um, so right now, uh, we're building our like uh, sales team, uh, it's commission only remote sales team. If you guys are interested in applying, um, just, uh, go to our website, www.skillconsulting.com. We are hiring a sales team, but that's our first thing. Um, So we're hiring on sales reps uh, and sales development representatives. Uh, From that point, we're going to ramp up marketing uh, for both companies. Uh, Real estate university, we're not marketing right now because we just can't sustain that many calls a day. Yeah. Uh, So like, I mean, we're just keeping that sort of an equilibrium. And then uh, we're going to ramp up both companies, ramp up the marketing and just slowly scale, scale, scale. Uh and maybe if we have time add another company and who knows. I've always wanted to uh start up a SaaS company, a tech company. Um I've been learning a little bit of uh, Rails and developing myself with CSS. Um so maybe I might develop my own, maybe I'm a higher engineer. Uh, but I wanna have some sort of SaaS product in uh the marketing agency space because uh there's not many SaaS products just developed for marketing agencies. Uh you look at the likes of Russell Brunson, um mm-hmm. uh, he was able to uh take a company to hundred million dollars bootstrap. Uh, and it was catered to marketers. There's not too many just marketing specific, uh, tech companies. Like, yeah, they can use some of the tools, but something that can help marketers scale. Uh, that's like a long-term vision. That's a SaaS company.
1: That's really cool, man. I'm sure it'll get there along the way. You'll, you'll have some ideas and then (laughs) you'll run run with it. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully. uh, I mean,
0: Sometimes in like business, like you have a plan and then it turns out the other way. It that's a that's like the beauty of it. Like you don't know what's gonna happen next the next couple of months. Uh, like we never knew that we launched skilledconsulting.com. We never knew within two weeks we'd have like sixteen customers mm-hmm. all through organic. We never knew that, uh, but it just it happens. Like some days you wake up and you never know that. Um, like hey, what's today's a normal day and then you look at your Stripe account at the end of the day, you make like eleven K that day and that's the beauty of it of entrepreneurship like you never know uh what you're going to what's going to happen that day right so um we'll see how everything turns out in the next 5 years yeah. uh, our focus right now is just scaling real estate university and uh, uh as much as possible
1: that's awesome brother um and last but not least uh where can people find you on social website everything and anything relating to you and what you're about
0: Um, so our website, uh, is www.scaledconsulting.com. Uh, our real estate website is www.therealestateuniversity.ca. You could find all our case studies and testimonials there as well. Uh, I'm not, I don't like, uh, I don't put everything out there on Instagram. Uh, so, uh, Instagram is just private, but Facebook is where I uh, definitely drop a lot of value. Uh, Facebook is Prabdeep Mangit, uh, P R A B H D I P Mangit. Uh, we have also a Facebook group, uh, with 3,500 members, uh, Facebook ads for real estate. Uh, there's a lot of agents in there. So a lot of freebies in there as well, if you guys want to pick up something. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much where you guys can find us on social media.
1: Love it, man. Love it. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today, Prab. And, uh, you know, we'll be in touch for sure, brother.
0: No worries. Thanks, John.
1: All right. Take care.
0: All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the On The Rise podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The music composition and vocals is done by Graham Best. Your host, of course, is the property shark, Mr. John Lee. Have a wonderful day, and we will, of course, see you next time on our way to the top. Cheers.